Blanco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. Alright, welcome back. Yes, this is epic episode number 45. It's an episode. Yeah, and thank you so much again, as always, to DJ Jacques and Winstrong for the song. Uh, check out Jacques on SoundCloud. He's actually at soundcloud.com slash DJ dash Jacques, J-A-C-Q-U-E-S dash W-B-L-K. So check him out on there. He's got a bunch of tunes. He's got the Freeweed song. He's got a bunch of uh, great reggae songs and mixes and things that he's put up there. Check him out. Tell him Freeweed sent you. He'd love to hear it. And so thank you to them for that song. And we have some cool news, right? We do. You want to tell the people what's happening here? You guys are going to freak out. You're going to freak out a little bit. Because <laughs> we just misled you last week, I feel. Well, then right. go ahead. This show is going weekly as of today. So you can expect Freeweed every Thursday approximately 4:20 i would say on thursdays every single week uh in perpetuity from now on that's our plan so weekly podcast pretty yeah. pretty awesome no more uh no more no more fortnights no more and waiting i'm going to miss the fortnight i kind of <laughs> like that we were making that a thing we but. could maybe we could do something every two weeks and call ah. that the something of the fortnight and that's we can keep that around idea. but uh yeah we're productive pot smokers and we're going to uh produce more often for you guys because the show is taking off we love it uh we love doing it we love the response we've been getting from you guys our advertisers love it so uh high times magazine loves it we are going to do it weekly free weed every single week so you guys the plan is they just chain me to a desk right and then we just (laughs) but this is great this is good news there's going to be more free weed than ever before here's what they're telling me about podcasting is that consistency is the way to take it to the next level and yeah. Crazy talk. Right. And 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 now you guys can expect free weed. It might be a little shorter. You know, we're going to we're talking about half hour to, you know, 45 minute episodes instead of the hour or so that we've been doing, but it'll be every single week and it'll be constant and consistent and we're hoping that with that knowledge you will help us to take it to another level, share it with your friends and let them know that they can get their free weed once a week on Thursdays at 4:20 from High Times and from me, Danny Danko, and my co-host, Mike Hughes underscore. There you go. So that's <laughs> that's great news. And we also have uh, other exciting news here at High Times. Yeah, a new CannabisCup.com website, which will basically uh, cover all of our cups now, the medical cups, uh, the Amsterdam Cup, which is coming up just shortly now. We're doing the 26th annual Cannabis Cup uh, later this month. Buy your tickets today. Yeah, buy your tickets today. Use the promo code Danko for 10% off, which can save you... Uh, almost 30 bucks on the uh, on the full price of the ticket so uh check out cannabiscup.com and uh tell us what you think it's, yeah previously uh, we were doing this thing where we had medcancup.com and right. then cannabiscup.com and it got very confusing because we're doing five events a year now but mm-hmm. now there's going to be one slick looking place to go for all of your cup experiences to buy tickets to get information just go to cannabiscup.com yes and all the events will be right there so sort of one-stop shopping so that's exciting and as Dan mentioned, 
uh, it, it, we're getting real close to that 26th cup, which we're all very excited about. Um, as we've mentioned previously, we have the Whalers. That's yeah. great. Amazing. Killer Mike and LP. Yeah. Also exciting. Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. A lot of great things. And uh, Jorge Cervantes, our old friend, Jorge, is going to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award. So Excellent. Y- you don't want to miss this cup. Get your tickets today. You could use that promo code Danko. You'll get 10% off. It's a great deal. So do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been putting up a ton of stuff on the uh, on the HighTimes.com site, uh, different interviews that Mike and I conducted over in Holland uh, with a variety of different seed breeders. So check that out uh, on our website at HighTimes.com. Uh, yeah, we're excited. We're, we're, we're really pumped to be doing this once a week now. And our advertisers are pumped too. And that's one of the reasons we're able to bring you the show for free is that we have such great companies like BC Northern Lights, behind us and supporting us and so we hope that you'll support them as well they make really great grow boxes you can check out on their website bcnorthernlights.com you can see how these boxes are built this isn't some cabinet that they bought and then repurposed they build these things from scratch from sheets of metal and they've got all kinds of incredible technology that they use i mean these guys have been in it for over a decade uh they their customer service and the amount of feedback that they get and use to produce these boxes is incredible. They've just improved and improved and improved. There's one for every use, basically. If you want a perpetual harvest, uh, there's a there's a box for that. If you want to uh, just have a one box with a bunch of plants in it, there's a, the producer. Um, there's the roommate for, you know, that, that takes up very little space. Uh, and they call it the roommate because it actually pays the rent <laughs> on time and doesn't eat all your food. And oh, that's clever. I like <laughs> yeah. yeah, and everything they put into this, from the touchscreen technology, uh, the ballasts, the hydroponic systems that, that water the plants, everything's automated and perfect, uh, air scrubbers and everything. So check them out at bcnorthernlights.com. You can always call them toll-free at 888-236-1266. And, yeah, tell them Free Weed sent you. They've got all kinds of deals. I think uh, something like six months of free nutrients if you mention the show uh and like i said on previous episodes you can do different deals for financing uh on these grow boxes as well so they quickly end up paying paying themselves back to you so check them out at bcnorthernlights.com and thank you to those guys for their constant support of this wonderful podcast absolutely all right so uh we have a new format here and uh, we also have a new segment we're gonna do a little something that we're calling true or false See or no, if you uh, prefer the Espanol. And uh, we're going to ask Dan a series of questions related to grow, and he's going to tell us whether they are true or false, and then he'll explain exactly why he feels that way. What do you think, Dan? Shall we? Sounds good. Yeah. It sounds good. Let's puncture some of these myths. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it here. True or false? You should always lock your plants in a dark room for the week prior to harvest. Yeah, I would say false on that. I don't believe in that. I think, um, you know, give them the normal amount of light that they would normally be getting. I there's no reason to, to shock or scare plants. I don't think that's going to produce any uh, any more uh, resins or, or, or anything like that. And in the plant, you know, even in that last week, it's still uh, going through processes that do need light, uh, the process of photosynthesis and all that other stuff. So I do not recommend that. I think, uh, you know, if you want to save a little electricity, maybe you could do it a day or two before, but it, it, there's no reason to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's so uh, false. Okay, false it is. Uh, Moving on, question two. True or false? Hanging your plants upside down while drying will make them more potent. False. But it's still not a bad idea. I mean, that's a great way to dry the plants, but there's nothing 
flowing down to, you know there's no uh, nothing's going to flow down or anything like that. The, the trichomes are where they are and the essential oil is where it is and it's not going to uh, flow down due to gravity or anything like that. So, but you know, we do hang branches upside down. It's just not for that purpose. It's basically because it's easy and you can get air around the buds and dry them out properly. And so you can hang them upside down, but it does not increase potency or anything like that. All right, there you go. Uh, moving on, bending or breaking your plants will make them stronger, true or false? That one is true, uh, but with the caveat that, you know, you can't just break them co constantly. But um, I used to use a hockey stick during the vegetative stage. I would just uh, kind of rub it across the tops of the growing shoots. And, you know, th they bend over for a little while and you think you've done some damage, but then you come back in the room 10 minutes later, they're back standing straight and they, they've actually grown stronger in that, at that place where you've where you've bent them uh you know it's like scar tissue it it tears and then it comes back stronger it's the same reason we we lift weights uh if we're trying to uh, get bigger as people so uh it is true but you really you don't want to break plants too often and, and certainly don't want to do it anytime near the flowering stage so within two weeks or so before you plan on starting the flowering stage certainly you wouldn't want to do it during that time but during the vegetative stage, you can break and bend and do all kinds of things that will improve the strength of your plant. You heard it here first. Dan recommends slapping your plants around <laughs> a little bit. Uh, what is, how does that relate to super cropping? Um, well, super cropping, I think, is more of like a pinching kind of thing where you actually remove tips to create more, more uh, tops, and, and that works well as well. So uh, as long as you you know, you, you put in the time to continue the plant's vegetating cycle so that it can recover from the, the, the damage that you've done to it, then it will come back stronger in almost every case. Soma has a, a way of sort of rubbing the stems between his fingers until they sort of crack without breaking them. And that, that creates these uh, kind of strong nodes and modules there uh, on the plant as well. All right. Very interesting. Now, this next one is one I get all the time. People are always asking me about this, so true or false, storing your pot with a lemon peel or damp Q-tip will help keep it from drying out. I would say false. I Certainly not lemon peels or orange peels or anything like that. That's going to, uh, you know, that's going to rot and cause mold. And, I mean, those things immediately, once they're removed from, from their fruit or whatever, they're, they're starting to rot and compost. So they're going to heat up and they're going to, turn liquidy and uh, you just don't want that anywhere near your pot. Uh, as far as the Q-tip, there's, there's really no reason. If you've harvested properly and cured properly and stored the pot properly, there's no reason that you need to re-wet it at all. So uh, just maintain proper techniques to get that moisture out early when you're trying and then slower when you're curing. And then you'll have that perfect amount of moisture and you'll have it in a sealed jar where it can't it can't get drier unless you open it constantly or leave it wide open. So I would not add anything to moisten your pot. All right. Good <laughs> to know. And actually, there's an interesting... Do you remember that video we did where uh, we taught people how to store their pot? Yeah. It was, a, it was a couple of years ago, but it's pretty interesting. So there's some good tips in there if you want to check that out. And uh, moving along here. Okay, this is about the dreaded spider mite. True or false, spider mites prefer warm temperatures. That is true. 
that's actually 100% true. Uh, 80 degrees or higher, spider mites love it. They reproduce faster in higher temperatures, which uh, only means that the infestation gets worse. Uh, I'm not saying it'll kill them off if you go down to 60 degrees, but they do they do prefer the hotter temperatures and they thrive in those conditions. So uh, cooler temps will definitely keep them from uh, proliferating as strongly as they could in hot, hot temperatures. Um, they like it dry too. So, um, yeah, I would say, uh, that is true. Spider mites do prefer hot environments. Like to have a bit of a schwitz, you know, and just kind of <laughs> sit in the sauna. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the thing with spider mites is they reproduce so quickly that you can have many generations of them and you webbing and all kinds of things can happen very quickly because their life cycle lifespan is very short. Yeah. Now, what do you think? I mean, this is a general thing, but what is the ideal temperature for like a, a grow room? What are you trying to keep it at with the lights very hot, but you don't want it too warm? Yeah, I mean, I think anywhere between 65 and 75 is probably optimum 70 degrees or so. Uh, if you go lower, you know, you run the risk of, of being it being too cold for the roots. And if you go hotter, of course, you know, that's, you know, that's death to your plants. So uh, yeah, if you could try to keep it right around 70, you know, 75 is okay. And like I said, 65 is okay, but you really don't want to go any higher than 80 ever. And, uh, you know, that, that can be a problem with 1000 watt lights in a, in a enclosed space. So that's a very important thing that a lot of people under consider. All right. Good to know. And our final question in the first word ever. Under, is that a word under consider? I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get back they to you consider on that Not as much as they should. <laughs> Perfect. I think people understood the under-consider. Okay. Right. Yeah. Pay less attention to than they ought. Uh, moving on. Final question of our first ever true or false segment. True or false, taking a cutting or a clone over and over again from the same plant will eventually weaken its genetics. That is false. Uh, that's the theory of genetic drift. Uh, the problem with that is that people that can, those sort of things can happen if the pl mother plant has been damaged or gone through some sort of stress that's actually caused it to reduce its potency and things like that. But uh, technically, you can take a cutting of a plant over and over and over, and it should contain the exact same DNA as it always did. Um, now, the potential at which that DNA is represented is all up to you as the grower. So. Uh, if if you taking cuttings from stressed out plants, you're going to have stressed out cuttings, and that's just a fact. So um, I would say false. False it is, and sometimes it's just easier to uh, purchase seeds and buy those, and you can trust the potency there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, starting having a mother plant that's grown from regular seeds and has never flowered is the ideal way, in my opinion, um, to know that your genetics are going to be stable. And speaking of stable genetics, uh, we should talk about our other sponsor, Gorilla Seed Bank. These guys are on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Um, they're a great retailer out of the UK. They give out tons of free seeds with, or, with their orders. They're 100% discreet, um, very stealthy shipping to pretty much anywhere worldwide, I think. Uh, they have really good prices compared to a lot of the other seed banks and uh, eco-friendly. So they use like eco-friendly, safe products and um, if you check out their website, you get a bunch more information. They've got seeds from a bunch of seed banks, a bunch of the people who've been on the show, Big Buddha, uh, DNA, Cali Connection, uh, all of them, and, um, you know, feminized, autoflowering, regular, all different things that you could, you could desire. They are at Gorilla, like the animal, 
G-O-R-I-L-L-A-Cannabis-Seeds.co.uk. Um, they have a phone number there that you can call 24-7. Um, really good customer service. And yeah, check them out. We love Gorilla Seed Bank. We're really happy to have them behind us. I think if you combine our sponsors and you have a nice stealthy grow box from BC Northern and some great seeds from Gorilla, you can have free weed in no time at all. Sounds good to me. All right, so that does it for the true or false segment, but uh, what do you say we talk a little cultivation? Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's start with the strain of the week. And it, it literally is right now the strain of the week. How exciting is that? Awesome. What do you uh, got for us? I think I'd like to talk about Sensi Star from Paradise Seeds. This is one of my favorites. Um, it's been around for a long time. It won the Cannabis Cup uh, for Indica in 1999, uh, took second in 2000 and third in 2005. Um, it's got a special place in my heart. It's one of the first hybrids that I grew from seeds years ago. I really did enjoy growing it. The mother plant just produced really perfect clones. They rooted in a timely manner. All of them behaved just like the mom, you know, like a prototypical indica, really fat, glossy fan leaves, um, short internodal spacing, which is important, greasy resin covered lemony buds that were very, very, uh, desirable, back then and i mean still pack a punch today uh regularly tests at over 20 percent thc and which was you know pretty much unheard of back in the 90s but yet there were a few like white widow and sensi star that just dazzled people in that indica category over and over and um yeah i mean i just think uh you know growers love the plants like this because you can put them in a sea of green style there's very minimal branching so you can crowd them together um, you get these nice short stocky plants that really produce a lot of bud and the bud itself is covered in crystals. I mean, uh, I can't stress that enough. This is a very frosty, frosty plant. Um, very beautiful, very intoxicating to behold. Uh, outdoors, you're going to reach maturity in early October. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, you're going to get thick, really dense bushes outdoors if you put it into full sun. Flowering time is about eight weeks indoors. And if you want to know more about it, contact Paradise Seeds at paradise-seeds.com. Uh, we have a great video online right now with me discussing some strains and different things that they have going on with Luke, who's the main breeder behind Paradise. And we're over there in Amsterdam at the Paradise Seed Shop. So if you're coming over for the cup, definitely make it down there. They're right near the center of town. They've got tons of seeds and all kinds of other stuff going on at the paradise shop and of course you can purchase seeds for the sensi star there as well so yeah you absolutely can and i also encourage you to check out all of our high times and amsterdam video series uh we started off with uh the dna guys which is a great shop we also talked to arian at greenhouse headquarters uh we talked to big buddha at pre de amy and then uh, Paradise with Luke. And mm -hmm. finally, uh, we are going to launch, uh, or we have launched, the TH Seeds uh, video, right? Yeah, we talked to Doug at the uh, uh, home of TH Seeds, Hemp Works, over in Amsterdam, the oldest, one of the oldest hemp shops in Europe, I think the oldest in Europe, uh, and a great place, the home of the Hemp Hood Lamb. Oh, which is a great a coat. Incredible coat, uh, very warm, and they've got a ton of other products there. I got the spring coat this year, and... Um, great hemp sneakers from iPath and really cool products there as well as all the TH seeds seeds which are amazing in their own right so yeah, maybe we'll profile one of those next week yeah yeah that sounds good that'll coincide with that video perfect all right so moving on what do you say we go to my favorite part of the show 
listeners' questions answered by Danny Danko on Free Weed. Yeah, we love this. So keep keep the questions coming. Uh, send them to freeweed at hightimes.com. Uh, and we really love the letters, uh, the questions, and just letters of support that you love the show. Um, you know, thanks for spreading the word. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, Mark writes, Spider Mite Control. I was wondering if you've heard of growing Nephalium optusfolium, which uh, is a.k.a. rabbit tobacco, alongside your marijuana for spider mite control. In addition to its anti-arachnoid properties, it could be smoked or made into tea for respiratory problems. What do you think, Dan? Huh, that's interesting. Um, I have not even heard of... uh of that rabbit tobacco plant. Nephalium obstifolium? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. Um, but there are companion plants that work really well um, to repel uh, spider mites and other pests and insects. And um, I think chrysanthemums are one of them. And, the, you know, there's dill and, and there's a bunch of them. I mean, they're only going to do what they can do uh, as far as repelling insects so much. I mean, if you have spider mites, you have spider mites. They're not going to go away just because there's a plant nearby they don't like. Um, because they love your your pot plants so much, they're not going to be discouraged by those other plants. So companion planting is great, um, outdoors in particular, but I wouldn't rely on that as your number one form of pest control. You should have an integrated pest management system like we talked about with Cushman in previous episodes where you know, you're looking at the undersides of the leaves, the surface of your soil. Um, you ca- you have to constantly be aware of what's going on on, on your plants um, so that you can catch an infestation quickly and it'll be much easier to deal with. Uh, if you have webbing and things like that, you have already lost the war. So, um, yeah, I will look into that uh, rabbit tobacco as a companion plant. And uh, if people know a little more about that than I do, uh, feel free to write us and tell us about that as well. Yes, as Dan said, spider mites are not easily discouraged. So uh, (laughs) thank you, Mark. I hope that helps. And uh, yes, uh, please let us know more about your experience with rabbit tobacco. Moving on, Kyle, this is kind of a long one, so let's strap in here. Danny and Mike, I love the show. Uh, I've been listening a lot. I was wondering if you could talk about how big-time breeders are able to keep a strain stable for many years. Um, Kyle continues... Uh, some of the legendary strains have been around for decades, most of which seem to have really taken off in Amsterdam. And he's not talking about land race varieties. He's talking about blueberry and AK-47 and so on and so forth. So so how do basically, how do these uh, breeders keep these strains so stable for so long? Well, the truth is they're constantly uh, refining the strains. I mean, they're keeping mother plants around that are the uh, original stable genetics that they use to create the seeds. I mean, that's the... Uh, the key. But every once in a while, I think you're going to have to take a cutting from the mother plant and make that into a new mother plant. And that's the way that they're continuing with the same genetic uh, line. Now, when you cross that with the uh, male, you know, you use the male pollen to cross with that, you have to have those males be a direct representation of the genetics that was used to make those seeds to begin with. So uh, some companies do it better than others. I mean, that's why people talk about the pre-98 this or the pre-98 that, because around that time, some some of the companies farmed out uh, some of their production to other places, to Spain, to Switzerland. And, you know, there was a, a, a loss of quality in some strains at that time and even, you know, up until now. So the important thing is to go with a seed bank that you trust, people that have been around for years who know what they're doing, uh, who do the work themselves and aren't farming it out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 
that's uh, that's the key. But the, the way that they're able to keep those strains around is because it's their livelihood to make sure that they have seeds available of, uh, you know, cup winning strains and things. And, though you know, the word gets around quickly when someone's uh, not delivering something that they were delivering in the past. What would you estimate? How long does the average mother plant actually last? Um, it's really, I've seen mother plants that were 20 years old and I've seen, wow. yeah, I mean, they, they're huge, thick trunks that they've, they, you know, very tall. They've been, they've had thousands and thousands of clones taken from them. So yeah, I mean, I've seen in, in, in reputable breeder rooms, mother plants that have been around for many, many years. Uh, I've also seen reputable breeders who use clones all the time for, for breeding purposes. As long as the genetics are within, uh, those clones the same as what they had before when they made those seeds then they should get the uh you know similar stability and similar uh, uh characteristics all right sounds good kyle i hope that helps answer your question and moving on to curious bones who writes i have a small outdoor gorilla garden in ontario and this question is about harvesting uh I know we have to look at the trichomes with a loop or scope to see that they have uh, they are mostly cloudy or turned amber, but once you get there, how long does this ideal time last for? Uh, do you have to harvest right away? Uh, how much time is there for the buds to get even better? All right, well, he's basically talking about the harvest windows. Um, some strains have differing harvest windows where you can uh, harvest it at, you know, eight weeks, uh, or you could harvest it at 12 weeks, and it, it makes a big difference in the the high. Uh, but basically, when the when the trichome glands have gone from clear to cloudy, and before the majority of them have gone amber, you're going to have some that have gone amber and some that are still clear. But when most of them are just cloudy, uh, that's the perfect time, in my opinion, to harvest. And you know, like Soma says, if if you think they're ready to harvest, just wait one week and harvest then. Um, because typically people usually tend to harvest a little bit too early for most strains um, based on either because the seed pack said it was an eight-week strain, so they harvested eight weeks before it's ready, or just sheer you know, impatience. You know? But you got to let it go that extra week if you really want you know, the full connoisseur qualities of the odors and the scent and uh, you know aromas all that good stuff yeah. yeah actually part two here for curious bones he asks are the final weeks of flowering about increasing the size of buds the amount of trichomes or the maturity of the trichomes so what are you focusing on in those final few weeks i think it's the maturity of the trichomes i mean you want to flush the plants well uh with plain water for those last two weeks and basically just monitor uh the trichome heads with a loop you can't do this uh with the bare you know just eyes you have to have some kind of magnification device a loop or a, a magnification of some sort uh ideally you'd have some sort of microscope that you'd go in there and really look at uh at the gland heads individually and make sure that you know the majority of them are cloudy but yeah i mean basically you're you, those last two weeks are about flushing and about uh maturity of glandular trichome heads all right, cool. Well, we hope that helps you, Curious Bones. And uh, let's move to Twitter real quick. At Vampy Muffins writes, uh, at Danny Danko at my cues, is it strange that I added the free weed theme song to my wedding playlist? You know what? I'll take this one. No. That's totally cool. We love it. 
Yeah, it's a little strange, but I, it sounds like a <laughs> wedding that I would love to attend. Yeah, a solid wedding. It's a good <laughs> it choice. Sounds like a fun wedding for sure. Indeed. I've been to some pretty stony weddings, and uh, <laughs> you know they're a lot better than the ones that probably don't wouldn't use that song. So, um, and yeah, that's that's definitely saying something about your your wedding and your general lifestyle. Right. right? Yeah. yeah, and congratulations. Cause, congratulations. Uh, yeah, at, absolutely. at Vampy Muffins. Awesome. Okay, uh, moving on here. Uh, Danny and Mike, uh, this is a thank you, basically. Uh, it brings tears of joy to my eyes, not really, to know that there will be episodes of Free Weed every two weeks, and I won't have to refresh my podcast library like a Vegas slot machine every few weeks and hoping that a new episode of Free Weed to listen to while I go to work, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Uh, Blake from Philadelphia. Yeah, it's not only going to be every two weeks, it's going to be every week. And, uh, yeah, Free Weed. Probably just crapped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't, you know, certainly don't need to cry about it, but we are very excited about it. And uh, like I said in the intro, uh, free weed once a week is awesome, and I hope you guys appreciate it. If you if you do appreciate it, you know, tweet us, uh, mention it on Facebook and SoundCloud or wherever it might be, and uh, let us know that you're excited about free weed going weekly. And also, you know, share it with friends and make sure that the numbers go up, and that way. Uh, the show will continue on and on and on in perpetuity every week. Yes, you cannot have enough free weed. Thank you, Blake. We really do appreciate that. And the final question of this Q&A comes from Craig. I was listening to a free weed podcast, and uh, the expert recommended 11. I guess that means you. You're the expert on free weed. It ain't me. <laughs> if you're listening to me giving grow advice, that's a bad mistake. Anyway, uh, the expert recommended 11 hours of light and 13 of dark. Uh, he said it allowed for more or better genetic expression. Since electricity is expensive, I would like to know how to make the. I, I would like to know more about this. But all I could find online is nitwits. I mean, <laughs> self-proclaimed experts going back and forth. So uh, Craig has decided to come to the kings of nitwits uh, at Free Weed. <laughs> right. What do you think, Dan? 11 uh, and 13. Well, the expert that he's referring to is DJ Short, and that's a. a a process that he has advocated. I have never tried it, so it's hard for me to say. I mean, he advocates it because he thinks it will express the true, uh, you know, um, expressions of a, a certain strains. And, you know, it saves you an hour of electricity a day, too. Uh, I personally like the 12-12 myself just because that's what I've always done, you know, in the past. And that's kind of, you know, just sort of a standard thing. If you want to save the extra hour and not give your plants the full 12 hours of light, that's okay. But I just, for some reason, it feels to me that that's going to reduce my yield somehow because it's, you know, an hour of light that the plant isn't getting during the very important flowering period. So I don't recommend it. DJ Short does. You know, it's one of the things I would have to go and, and, and try that out for myself side by side. If anybody wants to do a test side by side, that would be really interesting if somebody did, you know, 12 12 12 and uh and an 11 13 schedule side by side you know obviously with no light leaks there and uh you know same conditions and a control kind of situation but it'd be interesting to see if does it affect yield and does it actually uh maybe even improve quality i i you know that's what dj says and he's got a whole book uh that you can buy on amazon about growing so um, it's hard to argue with DJ about growing. He, he, he yeah, knows what he's talking he about. Yeah, he certainly knows what he's talking about, and uh, that's one of the things he feels very strongly about. So uh, that's not something I would say false, you know, in the true false segment. I think um, there's still much more to be learned about, uh, you know, reasons for why you would want to do that 
first of which obviously being to save electricity, but maybe there's more reason to do it as well. So uh, the debate continues. Absolutely. But Q&A does not. That is the last question. Thank you, Craig. And uh, let's wrap this sucker up with the raw wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap it up with raw. We you know we didn't mention in the uh, beginning that it's the day after uh, voting the election day. And there's been some pretty cool victories. I mean, four different cities, uh, Portland, Maine and three cities in Michigan voted overwhelmingly like two to one to legalize recreational marijuana an ounce uh, in Michigan and uh, 2.5 ounces in Portland. So uh, congratulations to them. Our home city of New York just got a little more pot friendly as well. We've got uh, Bill de Blasio. Bill de de Blasio uh, was elected. Uh, Certainly not an enemy to our cause. Uh, We'll see how much of a friend he is and how much he can actually accomplish. But, uh, yeah, that was a win for us here in New York uh, um, for our cause as well because Bloomberg certainly was not uh, super-duper friendly with uh, our cause. Even though he smoked pot and enjoyed it, he certainly didn't want other people smoking it and enjoying it. No, he did not. uh, So, yeah. I'm just so impressed by these numbers, man. Like, in the 60s, uh, 60% support for all of these measures in the city. It's great, you know what I mean? Uh, Portland and Maine. Ferndale, Jackson, and Lansing in Michigan, where we, we say congratulations to all of those cities that passed those progressive uh, reforms, and we're very happy for you. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's, you know, it's only going to show that, like, now that we're the majority, and that the majority, 58% of people are now in support of recreational use of marijuana for adults, the, the, the walls of prohibition are crumbling very, very quickly, and you know, that's that's amazing. It's just nice to see it, it happening so quickly. And, and But we got to keep the fight going. You guys, you know, people are still in jail. Um, so there certainly is no, uh, you know, we're celebrating, but we're not giving up the fight. You know, the, the, we, we continue on to free, mer- free weed worldwide. Absolutely. All right. Well, we got to wrap things up here. I know that you wanted to talk about some of our stats, some of the countries that are listening to us. But I had, I, I had an idea, since we're about out of time. How about you, the listener, tell us who you think the top 10 countries that listen to free weed are, and maybe uh, we'll give away a prize or a follow-back or something. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, it's some interesting countries. Uh, we are listened to in you know all over the world. It's just very inspiring to go on SoundCloud and be able to see the amount of uh, different countries and parts of the world where people are interested in free weed and and, and interested in in the information that we're trying to share and spread so continue that i mean that's that's so inspiring we're reaching much further than a magazine could ever do or even a website i mean these there's places where we're completely banned but you guys are somehow still getting to hear this show so truly inspirational and we really appreciate it so now that we are weekly we hope that you will help spread the word we hope to see our numbers on soundcloud rise and 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 all the downloads and everything comments um shares links friends all that stuff um just you know we want to use all that social media to just spread the word and help to hashtag freeweed Absolutely. So tweet or email. It's freeweed at hightimes.com. You could get us on Twitter at Danny Danko, at MyQs underscore, and always with the hashtag freeweed. And let us know the top 10 countries that listen to freeweed the most. And we'll come up with some great prize for you to have. So 
Thank you guys for listening to episode 45 of yes. Free Weed. And we will see you next week. 